The following is a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. The calendar may say it's winter, but it's always a good time to be focusing on the boys of summer. From the stars who make the plays on the diamond to the ones who make the decisions in the front office, let's bring you Inside Your Hometown Nine with Inside Twins. Inside Twins is sponsored by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. Well, hello and welcome once again to Inside Twins. It's our final Inside Twins feature uh, program of the offseason because guess what? Baseball is just around the corner. I'm Chris Atterbury. I am live here at the Lee Health Sports Complex. We got our old buddy Kirby Puckett here in the background uh, through no shortage uh, of hard labor. Uh, we've got baseballs. Uh, and we hope no baseballs end up in the booth over the course of the next half hour as we are currently watching live batting practice sessions here. Jeff Brigham currently throwing, uh, I think Eddie Julian uh, already is uh, quibbling about the strike zone as he takes one just off the outside corner. So workouts underway on a nice day here in Fort Myers. And as you saw on our billboard, if you're joining us on uh, any of our, our wonderful online platforms here uh, a great uh, guest today is Joe Ryan, who is kind enough to join us from the other part uh, of the ballpark here. And, and Joe, you look a little different than in that billboard. The billboard had that long flow, that lovely mane coming out the back of your hat. You are freshly shorn here as you get started in 2024. Uh, what's the scoop on the haircut? It's uh, annual practice. You usually get one at the beginning of the offseason, one at the end of the offseason. So, um, yeah shave clean and cut the hair and uh yeah start fresh i like that keep it nice and simple two haircuts a year keep it on the uh the baseball clock and we really appreciate you joining us i know you've already had uh, your workout for today and spring training uh the, the schedule is always quite complex everybody and there are hundreds of bodies here in camp with a different uh, amount of work to get done so we'll jump right into it uh, and start by looking back at last year and not to dwell on it but when you look at your season a lot to really like. You battled some injury issues in the middle of the season. What did you learn about yourself, and what are you taking away from last year that you can bring into this 2024 campaign? Yeah, definitely some ups and downs, but um, I think just focusing and winning at the end of the season was just a great way to cap it off and to keep going forward. Um, I mean, there's also just that hunger in your mouth left you're left with with uh, – how the not making it all the way to the end of the, the playoffs, but I think just getting my first taste of that was so exciting and you just get to feel that energy. And I mean, the crowd in Minnesota was spectacular. It was pretty, uh, pretty amazing for the first game to the last game. So um, that's just on in the back of all of our minds that played there just to get back to that point. So um, yeah, had a, had a good off season feeling really good in camp and, um, just like in a lot of the faces we're seeing here. So it's um, I'm, I'm excited for the season. We're going to talk about some of those faces, but I'm glad you brought up the atmosphere. And it's been a big topic in the offseason because Target Field was off the hook for those playoff games. You're no stranger to big games. I mean, you, you played in, in the medal round of the Olympics. Now, it was a little different in terms of, uh, of uh, the environment, but uh, what was that or can you compare that playoff atmosphere at Target Field to any other environment that you played in? Yeah, I think the Olympics are probably the closest, um, I guess, that I've I've been to that environment. Obviously, it's a little different when you have that many fans versus a COVID situation where there was only supposed to be media there, but that was interesting. Um, 
but yeah, I, I mean, you're those that situation. It's a do or die the whole time. So you're so locked in, and I, I felt that intensity as well in the postseason. But then just having the crowds and being at home, it just it's it really is just such an extra push for all the players on the field. And um, I think it really turns up what we always say of just one pitch at a time, and every pitch matters. And um, I think you really just feel that. Uh, a little bit extra in the postseason, and um, but when and when things go wrong, the crowd's still there, and when you have that home field advantage, it really matters. So um, excited for that, and hopefully more games like that throughout the regular season as well. You talk about intensity, and you're locked in over the course of the, the entirety of the baseball season. So the off season becomes important to rebalance yourself, and you've always done a great job of having pursuits outside of baseball. But you also spend a lot of your off season working to get better and whether it's going to drive line or or trying to work on on some of the details of your game let's start with the relaxing part what did you do to to find yourself did you spend time on the surfboard did you travel what, what did joe ryan do with his off time before getting back into the office yeah i didn't get to surf as much as i would have liked um a little bit due to weather and waves and um other stuff just more time focusing on uh maybe going to pt a little bit more uh, added that in consistency, which was great. Um, but yeah, definitely got some good, good waves in one of my favorite surfers, Torn Martin. I saw he's up in, uh, my neck of the woods up in San Francisco right now. And so kind of, I'm trying to get one of my buddies to go out there and try to track him down and get a good day at OB. But, um, yeah, I had some good, good time surfing with my friends at ocean beach and, um, some other little small spots. So, that was super fun. Good to relax. Um, I think the common theme talking to everyone, the off season just went by so fast this year. Those uh, extra couple of weeks really make a difference. And um, yeah, I got to see a lot of friends, family. And um, we, there's one of my best friends had a pretty big wedding and had the whole uh, group back together. So it was good to see everyone and spend some time together. And I think that's always a, a pretty important time for the off season for us because we don't get to see everyone throughout the year. Well, I hope your off season's even shorter uh, coming up at the end of this season. And uh, I think that's what everybody is hoping for. On the work side, you'd been at driveline the previous off season. You came back with, with a wonderful split finger. You had the sweeper as well. Did you go back? And if so, what were you looking uh, to, to hone in on this off season? Yeah, I did go back. And I think it's um, a great atmosphere to be a part of and just get to work on new pitches. Um, for me, it was a, a little easier I guess mentally in the off season, knowing how those pitchers can perform when they're in the right spot. So um, we weren't like reinventing and adding the split or the sweeper. It was just honing those in and figuring out when they're at their best, what are we doing um, and just sticking to those strengths. So that was uh, great just to have Chris Langan um, and his support was, was great. And I think throughout the year, just being able to communicate with Pete and what we were working on in the off season and um, being able to have that when things kind of went a, the wrong direction, let's say. And um, yeah, having that as like a extra set of eyes is really valuable. So um, working with him has been been pretty uh, influential in, as far as my pitch development. The voice of Joe Ryan, twin starting pitcher. This is Inside Twins brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, where memories are created and legends are made. You know, you're a guy who has that good rise fastball. It comes from the low arm angle. You get a ton of strikeouts with it. We've talked to a lot of pitchers and front office folks in this offseason, and they've talked about how hitters have tried now to catch up to that pitch. And we're now seeing maybe the sinker come back into play in this constant game of adjustments. 
last year people talk about as the year of the sweeper, working on that that horizontal movement. A lot of people think this year more split fingers. Now you used that to great effect a year ago. Have you noticed hitters changing their approach to try to get on top of your fastball? And are you working on ways to to now come back with yet another uh, alternative they have to deal with? Yeah, um, you're always going to notice that. Obviously, if you have a strength pitch, that that's going to be highlighted in their hitters' meetings, and they're going to be thinking about that. Um, so, yeah, I think it's still just recognizing that if you throw it to your strength location and you're convicted in that, a lot of good things happen. So, um, adding in some new things, I'm I'm throwing a sinker now. Uh, speaking of which, so that was kind of <laughs> there you but, go. Um, yeah, I've been I've been toying with it a little bit. We'll see. Uh, how it gets used this year, but it's been a fun pitch. We, I, I was kind of pushing it last year to see about throwing it in there, but um, I think it's just not the right time to obviously add things in the middle of the season. But um, yeah, it, it feels like a pretty good pitch and it feels comfortable to throw. So um, again, I think that goes back to the driveline aspect of just learning, understanding who you are and what your strengths are and what adjustments can be made to get pitches that you might want. Um, so that it was it was pretty simple just all the knowledge i've gained from driveline and from pete and from everyone with the twins um staff so it's been it's been really uh it's been a a, a simpler process than if i was just trying to do it on my own so much information and pitchers and hitters are so good you have to have something that goes every which direction yeah. because if you stay static boy uh you're going to get cut up too so uh, interesting it's an ongoing battle between it keeps it too. Yeah, it keeps it the, the chess match, right? Like you're, yeah. you're constantly mentally working on that. One question that, that people ask, I think, a lot is what is a day at spring training like? Because there's meetings in the morning and players scatter all over the complex. Um, walk us through what's a typical day for you. And you can pick whether it's a day where maybe you have a, a heavier throwing day or whether you have a lighter day. What is a day like in the life of Joe Ryan at spring training? Um, yeah, some autographs for sure. Um, and I, I think it's coming in right now. We're getting some good breakfast in and then, um, usually have a meeting. The days are a little long right now, but it's, I, it's kind of nice. I think, um, just as a pitcher and doing what I get to do, it's, it's a, I, I got a, probably the easiest job at, at the field. So, um, the downtime isn't too bad and we're here to play baseball. So the long days haven't been really an issue for me, but, um, yeah, getting getting our good lifts in, um, good movement prep, working with the training staff in the morning, seeing what we got to do for the day, and then going out and um, we we got a, a little extended stretch this year. I think the common theme has been more running, so uh, maybe those two seconds are getting everyone a little antsy about uh, get the cardio up. So, yeah, running a little bit more, which has been fine so far. Um, get some PFPs in every day, work on our. Uh, picks and grips and everything in the mirror um get off the mound do some plyos off there for a little bit before we start throwing and have a good play catch focus on that take my take my time there and um yeah i was just just lifting before i came up here and then i'll go check with nick and see what he has on the agenda for me today and um hop in the tubs and go get some food it is it's a long day it's a busy day it is incredibly well scheduled it's remarkable how so many different players and everybody has unique needs how they're all met over the course of spring training and how it's all charted out one yeah. topic that's it is a go good ahead. Job of putting that schedule together yeah we give Nate Domin some love here for uh, putting that, that daily schedule all color-coded the different fonts he's got it down he got it down too with that rain we had threw things <laughs> off a little bit and he was just right there 
So, good job, Nate. Oh, there you go, Nate Dobbins, the uh, the early star of this edition of Inside Twins. Last question before we, we jump out of this segment. Big topic nationally, and part of it, I think, is there's not a lot to talk about yet. There haven't been spring training games. Uh, it's uniforms, and, and I don't want to get into what they look like or, or, or anything like that, but the part I wanted to get your input on was one of the things that pops up in a lot of these stories is that the pants are not customizable for pitchers. And a lot of us are like, okay, what does that mean? How important is that? What does that mean as a pitcher in terms of being able to customize your pants so that y'all end up, uh, don't look like Robbie Ray or, uh, you know, can, can figure out how to be most comfortable while you're working. Yeah. Um, the pants are definitely, uh, everyone has their own little tweaks they want to make. And, um, to be honest, Nike's never got my pants right. So this is kind of the same thing for me. Um, there's always something wrong, but, um, yeah, I think I had like Louis Arise's pants one year and <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to go pitch regardless. I might have to pull a Chris sale at some point if they get a little, uh, funky, but, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I think, uh, We'll figure it out. Hot rods so good, and our clubhouse staff is great, so they're able to make some adjustments for us if we need to. If we have some problems with the fit there, but um, yeah, I haven't tried on the whites yet. the The jersey tops are definitely a little snug, so I might have to take that snow jersey size back. We'll see, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's I I really don't spend too much time thinking about it. Um, I know other guys have had their opinions throughout the league, so I'll let them handle that side but um yeah i think the pants are important for different people obviously pablo likes if he i was telling him yesterday i was like if you could just pitch in leggings you would <laughs> so maybe maybe they'll do that like, they like that tight fit so um yeah, if you're we'll wearing sano's top and a rise bottom you're going to strike out 200 times and then get 200 hits so that, that could be a pretty good year you might want to save yeah. louis pants just in case you ever have to pinch it uh you've probably got an opposite field single in those in those trousers there you go. Joe Ryan's our guest. Our show is Inside Twins. It's brought to you by Killerbrew Root Beer. Quick break. When we come back, we'll go down memory lane. We'll play photo album with Joe Ryan right here from the Lee Health Sports Complex in Southwest Florida on your home for Twins Baseball. Welcome back. The show is Inside Twins. It's brought to you by Killerbrew Root Beer, where memories are created and legends are made. Chris Atterbury from inside press box level here at the Lee Health Sports Complex. Field below us is now quiet as the live VPs have finished up for the day. But our show, anything but quiet, because Joe Ryan is kind enough to join us from downstairs. And Joe, this has been kind of a way to spice up the offseason show for us. Uh, as we have dug into the archives, we've used friends and family members to dig up some old pictures. And then we have you add some captions here. And for those of you joining us uh, on our various social media platforms, whether it be our YouTube channel, whether it be the Twins Facebook page, it's been a whole lot of fun. For those of you joining us on our fine network of radio affiliates, I do encourage you to go back, find the podcast version, and check out some of these pictures. So, Joe, we'll, uh, we'll jump into your photo album here. Oh, I boy. love the first one right off the bat. Let's... Uh, Let's start with this. That's you on a boat. Uh, looks like you're out in the bay. Uh, with I'm saying that's a Pacific salmon. That's my that's my uh, guess. King, King salmon or something. That's my best friend Wally. He's a a fireman now up in the same area. So he's uh he's the one that surfs OB when it's too big for me to go out now. So he's uh he's a, a charger. But um yeah, we we cruised out to the Farallons or something that day. One of my dad's buddies had a little Boston whaler. So. We'd zip out there every once in a while, and uh, yeah, good good times. 
Yeah, that's a good looking fish right there. And you got the light jacket. Oh yeah, I think we got we. I think the biggest we got we got like a thirty five pounder one time, and that Ooh. was a huge deal. But um, yeah, good times. Do you ever fish down here while you're in Southwest Florida? I don't. I gotta go. Uh, Stalmont's going a lot, so um, I gotta gotta go with him one time, and then uh, yeah, maybe maybe Theobar. Theobar was gonna take me out one time last year. We had it all lined up and didn't work out, but. Okay, Caleb is better than any guy. He is uh, he is a fishing savant. The same way he makes uh, beautiful uh, new pitches up every year in his secret pitching lab, he, he can find where all the fish are. So I think that's a pretty good guy uh, to go out with. All right, let's take a look now at this next one. Uh, I like this one an awful lot. Tell us about this lovely lady. It's my mom. Um, yeah. It's a, Looks like a maybe senior photo. day. Senior day, I was just seeing, I was like, when is this? Uh, senior day, yeah, back in high school. And um, yeah, I wouldn't be here without my mom. Everybody talks about baseball with fathers and sons playing catch, but man, uh, parents all have an impact. Nobody gets to the big leagues on their own. Uh, tell us a bit more about your mom uh, and about the impact she had on, and, and still has on your life. Yeah, I mean, I think just the example she set with how hard she works and um, everything she did for me from obviously the day I was born till till today. So um, talk to my mom a lot. And um, yeah, it's always just someone who has my back and um, just there for me all the time. So I'm excited for her to come out. She'll be there for opening day. So um, it'll be it'll be great to have her there. And um, yeah. Fantastic. And let's stay in the high school era here, but uh, let's jump in the pool. Everybody knows that you were uh, quite the water polo guy uh, in, in your day. Great extension, by the way. Uh, there you here. go. Scap load. <laughs> How did you get into water polo? Uh, my dad played in college for a little bit and just played uh, in high school and stuff. And um, yeah, my a lot of my friends were on the swim team. Um, so I, I hadn't been swimming at the time, but um yeah there was a i remember there's a water polo camp one when i was in like fourth grade i think and went to that and was hooked um and then just kept playing and played fifth grade joined the swim team and was swimming a bunch and uh playing water polo and that was swim team was like you got to swim to be in shape for water polo but um it's just such a fun time and just going to tournaments and um everything you're with your friends the whole time. So it's kind of nice. It's a lot different because you'd play like a game would be like 45 minutes ish. And then we'd play two or three games in a day sometimes. So when you go to a tournament on the weekends, it was kind of fun. You'd play in the morning super early and then we'd go get a huge breakfast and maybe go see a movie, chill out <laughs> play another game and kind of do the same thing again and then play another game and then pass out in the car on the way home. And, um, that was always so fun. Um, it just, that, that whole group is is still uh, pretty close. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's just a great sport. It's an amazing sport. And what I didn't really get into or, or even know anything about until I got to college. But one thing people don't realize, I think, is how physical water polo is. Now, the, the swimming you can see on the surface, but tell everybody a little bit about what's going on under the water because it can get vicious uh, down there under the surface. Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, I, I only played in high school, so it's a little different. Um and our, our water polo coach was uh, incredibly successful in his college career and won two national championships and was MVP and a uh, really good goalie. But his biggest thing was just preaching not to play super dirty. So 
our league wasn't that dirty in that way. I mean, obviously you're going to take a couple hits here and there, but um, nothing too gnarly. And um, definitely when we'd go down south, down to the SoCal tournaments, it was uh, definitely a little bit of an awakening sometimes. So that was that was always interesting. But they tried to have us um, just take the higher ground most of the time. Um, but obviously there's exceptions for people that are not not playing the right way. But yeah, in college, it's uh, yeah, it definitely can get a little aggressive. Classic Southern California behavior. Now, speaking of heading down south, that's where you initially began your college career. I love this shot of you as a matador. I've called games at that little uh, ballpark there at Cal State Northridge. First of all, you look like 11 years old. It is a phenomenal picture. The hat is gigantic. Uh, uh, talk about your college experience because you you took a winding route because you knew exactly where you wanted to end up, which is which is here. And the route started in Northridge, but that's not where it ended. Yeah, um, going to Northridge, uh, the pitching coach was at USF the year prior and um, had a really successful campaign there and um, had some very talented arms come out of there and um, was going to Northridge. It was going to be a new program. And, um, yeah, it was just exciting and just how he pitched it and other coaches in the area that had suggested I should go there and work with him. Um, so made that decision, went down there. Wasn't my uh, favorite location, to be honest, but um, it was there to work. So, um, and get to this final goal. Um, it's definitely, definitely a grind, but uh, I think lessons to be learned from there and um, just how, how much hard work can, can pay off and, and what that really means and um, how far you can push yourself. So um, definitely some strenuous days. Um, weeks and years but um it was it was a good time uh learned a lot from there and then uh, i got to go to the cape through uh my my time at northridge and played out there for two summers and um that was a good time and then had some little nagging injuries and stuff and i think it was just time to get a clean slate and went up to stanislaus state where uh, it was just probably the perfect transition going from the program at northridge to moving into pro ball um Funny enough, I actually almost signed with the Twins after my junior year at Northridge. It was kind of like a little um, opportunity that I was going to sign in. And um, Eric Cressy was, I guess, had a relationship with Falvey. And they were talking about it. I was sewing bullpens. I was sewing well. And then they were trying to work something out. And uh, it didn't didn't obviously happen. But then I went to Stanislaus, pitched well, and uh, went to the Rays, and then ended up here anyway. So um yeah that's a great story i mean leave it to derek right who who began his career making scouting videos in the cape uh to, to find you out there throwing uh and uh and try to uh, sneak in the, the side door and eventually got his man yeah. the twins fans are uh, grateful for that joe ryan twin starting pitcher joining us from the lee health sports complex here in four myers we'll take one final break when we come back on inside twins your questions right here on your home for twins baseball It's the final segment of our final edition of Inside Twins here as we head into the 2024 campaign. Of course, Twins Baseball will be on the air on many of these stations coming up uh, over the course of the weekend to start with the Gopher game on uh, Friday uh, and then on into the weekend. Dan Gladden and I will have all the action for you, and it's going to be a whole lot of fun. Right now, though, taking your questions, and we appreciate everybody who's joined us via the various twin social media platforms, the Facebook page, the YouTube page, and offered their questions all season long, all off-season long, 
long, I should say, here on the Twins Hot Stove Show. So let's get as many as we can for Joe Ryan. I'll uh, take the first question, Joe, uh, and it's going to be a real simple one. Uh, how long before, if Twins fans are coming down here, before we'll see you uh, in spring training games? What's uh, the ramp up look like, the runway for you to pitch against uh, some other teams here in the Grapefruit League? Uh, looks like I'm going to throw a bullpen tomorrow and then I got a live, uh, BP coming in on Saturday and then I should be in a game the following week. I'm not certain exactly on the day, but, um, yeah, I think it's a home game. So, yeah. There you have it fans. If you're going to be down here, uh, in the next week and a half chance perhaps to see Joe, uh, right here making his grapefruit league debut. Let's see what the uh, listeners and uh, the fans have uh, drummed up. We'll start with Lindsay here. Uh, your favorite restaurant in Minnesota? That's a tough one. I got a secret spot that I can't. I don't know if the radio is the best spot. I don't want to. <laughs> I guess. I, well, I if you don't tell people, maybe they go out of business. I mean, you I, want. You know, you know I, I go there quite a bit. Um, <laughs> uh, I think they'll be fine. But uh, <laughs> hmm, that's that's more like a breakfast spot. But uh, I really like that new restaurant, Porzana, uh, over in the North Loop. They They do a really good job. Um, Sanju Sun is a, a place I'll go to a bit. Um, let's see. Uh, Young Joni. Young Joni's really good. They're, uh, they the back it. room. The back room, too, is pretty nice there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just a, it's a, they got that fun little photo booth, too. Um, what else? Uh, there's, I haven't been to, I've been to Spoon and Stable like a couple times, which is pretty good. Um, Mara, that new restaurant in the Four Seasons under there is good. Um, but Porzana so far and Sandra Center are my go-tos, I'd say, just because I try to just walk over to dinner usually, not to give away where I live, I guess. Um, <laughs> Ride your uh, bike. Hmm. Ooh, That's a pretty good start. Martina. Martina is really good as well. Oh, oh, I ain't out of my neighborhood when you come down to Martina. Um, there's a, like an Asian one that's out in – oh, God. They have this like mango fish. That's Ooh, mango fish. Now you get me hungry. For oh, Ross is good too. The chicken yeah. place. And Ross then is very good. Got to get a parlor burger too. <laughs> so you you're making the rounds, Lindsay. Oh, you yeah. have tapped into a vein here with Joe Ryan, uh, and I think we probably ought to put a show together where you just do restaurant reviews. Yeah, uh, and and we air them every week. Let's but see then if we Whole, Whole Foods. Whole Foods is is just a staple too. You got to go there, get a nice steak, fire up the cast iron. I think I'm I'm lucky enough. The new place I'm staying in this year has a gas stove because I can't do those little electric burner things. They drive yeah, me nuts. Yeah, you so can't. I have a real flame, which I'm excited about. Um, so yeah. Right, Lindsay, you tapped into a good vein here. This is going to be yeah. tough to, to follow that question up. But let's see what else uh, we might have. Uh, Tyler, are we going to get to oh. see Jack make an appearance on the field at all this year? Trust triangle. Oh, there we go. Triangle. Tyler Weeks is uh he's the head coach at uh, now Archie Williams High School, my uh, former high school, and he was my catcher there, and he we won a, a championship there. So he's um I just do a bull, bullpen with him. Um, what was that? Two weeks ago now. So he's uh still doing it. Yes, we will definitely get to see Jack this year. We got a new puppy, so um I'll, I'll bring him to the field. Hopefully, hopefully as much as I can. We're going to have a bark at the park. First bark at the park ever at Target Field, which I think is because Josh Stalmont asked for it last week on this very show. So we are making a difference. Good. good, so, good. so your puppy's name is Jack Ryan? 
Yes. Yeah. It, it was <laughs> so his given name when we got him, we just, it was a perfect story when we got him. We, uh, we, my girlfriend's been wanting a dog forever and I've wanted one, but it's just like such a, I guess, hiccup with the scheduling and flying and everything. So, um, yeah, we were, we were like kind of loosely looking and looking at different options. And then we walked into the store on Christmas Eve and we were doing some last minute shopping and there's this really cute puppy that this lady was holding and we were petting him and got to hold him and he was just the best dog. And, um, they're like, yeah, he's actually just a foster. We're looking for a new home. So it couldn't have worked out better. And we ended up, um, adopting him and he has just been the best dog except for he pees inside a little too much. So we're working on that right now. He's still like four months old, but, um, yeah, good dog. Jack Ryan, secret agent. Yes. Oh, sorry. I was going on this. His name was Bo. And then Farmer oh, had to go and have another son and obviously give him a name of Bo. So I'm like, all right, we got to change this name. And, but yeah, yeah. Was, hopefully, hopefully Farmer's Bo really likes him. So they get along well. It could have been Bo Ryan, the former Wisconsin basketball coach, and said it's the secret agent Jack Ryan. So yeah, exactly. Or it's, we, yeah, it could, yeah. could be Bo Jack too. We'll see. Yeah. Ooh, Bo Jack. Uh, Dogman instead of horseman. All right. Beast Mode Rocco joins us almost every week, and we love the questions almost as much as we love the picture. Uh, what's your favorite dugout story from your time with the Twins? Dugout story. Um, I don't have any good dugout story. I mean, stories that are told in the dugout, but I can't live <laughs> confidential, so I can't. Um, I mean, I think something was kind of random. It was like a game in the middle of the summer or something and they turn the heaters on on the bench and i keep cars <laughs> in my little goodie bag for the, during the games and they all melted so <laughs> i like that it was a little frustrating but yeah it was fun. that's a good story that's a good shareable story all right one more question this will be the final question of uh the twins hot stove show this year right, pretty straightforward from drew joe are you aiming for a cy young award this year uh, sure. I mean, I'm, I, I, that'd, <laughs> be, that'd be great. That'd be great. Um, I think you're taking every start as serious as you can. So if that happens to be there at the end of the year, it's there. If not, hopefully you had a really good year as well. And second or third is on the list too. Um, I think that's every, everyone's goal every year, whether they say it or not, but, um, yeah, you want to be the best player you can be. So, um, that's that's really the only the only goal you can have so much of that the accolades and um awards are out of your control and um yeah so i you can't really put too much weight on on something like that um but yeah but with this group of starting pitchers again i think we're going to see the twins highly competitive throughout the summer and into the fall and they're going to be led as they were a year ago by joe ryan and his mates in the rotation and a very deep and talented and multifaceted bullpen as well. Joe, we really appreciate uh, your time here today. We'll let you get out of here and uh, get on with the rest, wrap up your day here at spring training. I want to thank everybody who joined us on our various social media platforms and on all of these great network affiliates all off season long here on Inside Twins. And more importantly, want to welcome all of you. The 2024 season will be on the air with actual baseball coming up on Friday, right here on your home, Twins Baseball. You have been listening to Inside Twins, brought to you by Killebrew Root Beer, locally owned and operated. It's how memories are created and legends are made. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network.